Welcome to Fuji Love. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras, but more importantly, it's about the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, whether it's news, interviews, and so much more, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And now, on with the show. Here we go. Oh, yeah, definitely tell me. So so just like I mentioned before, mine was uh, in the White Mountains, and it was about a two-hour drive, and I was hopped up on uh, pancakes prior to the wedding. <laughs> you ate pancakes before you went to shoot a wedding? I had a, a, a considerable amount of pancakes. <laughs> if you could get high off of the sugar, I would have been it. <laughs> Oh man, that would just yeah, but wasn't it just horrible with the carbs and the and you're just oh for like the first few hours? Or did you figure out oh, well I'll just work them all off anyway? I was working it all off. I had yeah. uh the, the pancakes and a great thick side of bacon. Oh, it was the, the bacon itself is worth the wait. Um <laughs> and yeah, that so that kept me going up until the dinner time. And and then after that. Like once the reception started to kind of wind down, that's when I started to feel the crash and my body started aching. I'm like, oh no, where's my high? Yeah, that 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 was my night. How was yours? Well, I had that thing where I didn't hardly get to eat. I was lucky to finally be able to eat something because you get that thing where, first of all, it was in Orlando. So it was going there was over two hours to drive and then coming back was like an hour and 25. Yeah. Everybody's got this, but... I-4, which is the highway that goes into Orlando, there's a section as you get into Orlando that there's like a 30-minute backup every single time. If you do it any time before 8 p.m., it's going to be like a 30-minute backup every time. Yeah. So I got that going in, and then the wedding was outside in August in Florida. Oh. Yeah, that was a wonderful idea. And so uh, we did that, and then I did the groups, and groups were tough because the sun was setting. So I had to move them, shot them in one spot, and then the sun got so low I was getting bad shadows. I had to move them to another spot and then pull the light out on a stand and light them. So, you know, and you're and already the, the wedding started late and they had a lot of group shots. So by the time I'm done with all the group shots, uh, there's no time for bride and groom pictures. I'm like, okay, well, we'll we'll take you out during the reception. So then we go to the reception room and they want some pictures on this bridge that's outside before the reception even starts. Okay. So we go out there and we get those pictures and we come back in and it's time for the reception to start and they come in with the reception again we're running late and they're coming to the reception and we got to do the the toasts and we got to do the first dance and we got to do all that kind of stuff and then it's time to eat and they want table shots and i'm like okay well i'll get these table shots real quick and then i'll be able to eat and before i can start the table shots they're like oh the sun's going down let's go we want these shots at this thing over here and i'm like okay <laughs> so <laughs> so we go out and we do that uh, and then we come back and i gotta do the table shots and then uh it was time for something else and it was over that. yeah and then finally it was like nine o'clock that i finally got to sneak off for like 10 minutes and take a, a bite of something 
and then come back. Lovely couple and 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 lovely wedding and not a big wedding, uh, even though yeah. it was at a big venue. It was one of those weird things. It was a, a do it yourself wedding, but they had a planner and they had me and they had a videographer, but they were in a massive Hyatt Grand Cypress resort, like an expensive resort. Despite yep. it being a small wedding and them obviously doing a lot of the work themselves. Usually, like if it's if it's a do-it-yourself wedding, it's at a smaller venue, you know. And uh so that was interesting. But uh, it was it was nice, it was really it was really sweet. I got some good images and and I was happy. And then you know, you go get in the car exhausted, having been on your feet for the last 10 hours, and you have to drive, you know, an hour and a half or two hours home. <laughs> you know, and it's you know, the older you get, the harder it is. Totally. You know what would have helped you that day? Pancakes. Pancakes, you think so? <laughs> totally. Uh, I did have oh. I did have bacon. I did. I, I think I did have bacon that morning, and I'm not eating. Uh, my doctor's like, we got to find out if we can get your cholesterol down. So no bacon. So I'm eating no bacon right now. But that morning, I was like, I'm eating some bacon. I've got a long. This is a long day. I'm gonna have some bacon and eggs. So I had bacon and eggs before I left. Good choice, man. Good choice. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm talking to Bure Perry. He is back for round two. And today we are going to be talking about the upcoming Fujifilm Summit and potentially looking at some summits uh, later in the future. But right now we have the GFX 100 uh, getting an update. And I thought we'd do a little bit of speculation time as well as do a little bit of speculation on the X100V successor since Fujifilm kind of hinted on that. And you did a great video on this recently uh, about what you <laughs> thought was going to, well, well, what you would like to have. In, yeah, in, I did a video uh, that annoyed a lot of people is what I did. I did a, I did a, <laughs> I did, I did a video where I said, here's what I want you to do. And, and, and everyone went, no, what are you right. saying? Are you crazy? And, and I knew that they would, um, you know, and, but, and of course they would never do it. And we talked about this the last time I was on the podcast that if in a perfect world, the X, the X100 uh, successor would have interchangeable lenses. They would be leaf shutter lenses, and there would only be two of them. There'd be a wide one, and there'd be one that was a, uh, kind of a telephoto, like maybe an 80 equivalent, like a 24 and an 80. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's all you can get. Can't get anything else. No one else makes lenses that'll go for it. Because, go on it. No third-party lenses because it's they're all leaf shutters built in. But it would just give us the versatility that we want with that camera without becoming a camera that you're still carrying a whole bunch of lenses you know they relatively so let's start lenses. with that one actually uh the the interchangeable lenses i don't i don't know if that's physically possible you know i didn't say that i was an expert <laughs> <laughs> but it is because leaf shutter lenses have been around forever and um the old cameras that had them the leaf shutter was built into the lens wasn't it it was. So that's not the part that I'm actually confused on. Like if I, if I uh, like remember the schematics, I know they like to do some of those like cut in half. Here's what's on the inside kind right. of spiel. Uh, the, the, so what we see in the lens continues into the camera, I think. Right. So we would have to have uh, a lens accessory that goes right into the. That would be interesting. I I, I would wonder yeah, if a, that would be doable. 
it's a fun thought experiment because they'll never yeah. do it. You know, they, they'll they'll absolutely never do it. But they're, they're really up against the it now because there's just only so much you can do to that camera. What are they going to do? What's the new one going to have? Okay, so they put the new sensor in there, right? So they I would the, say let's do twenty this. megapixel sensor. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Let's kind of rate our predictions from uh, practical to woo woo crazy. Okay, on that camera or on everything. Everything. Let, let's okay. let's just go nuts and okay. Right. It, it, we'll throw at everything at the wall and then we'll rate how accurate we were afterwards. Uh, but the I, so from a scale of normal to woo, where would you rate uh, the 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 leaf shutter? Probably on the upper tier, right? For the X one hundred. Oh, you mean will it? You mean will it have a leaf shutter? Well, the interchangeable lenses. Oh no, God, that's no, that's not going to happen at all. That's a right. Fantasy. So that would be that'll never happen. Woo-woo. Yeah, yeah, that's woo woo. That'll never happen. But if happen, it did, period. That's crap. just like in in my <laughs> fantasy world, there would then you would be able to get an X one hundred that had that had just a couple of interchangeable lenses. Yeah. Uh. So, totally cool. Um. What else did you predict? Uh. Or or add to your wish list? For the X100. It's not much of a wish list. Um, Another thing I would like to have on that camera that no one else wants on that camera is I would like to have a flip screen. It does have a flip flip screen. It doesn't doesn't flip around. It flips up and down. Jump around. (laughs) Jump jump up and jump down. It flips up and down. It's like the one that was on the uh, X-T3. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't flip all the way around. So what are you looking for? X-T4 or... XE3, uh, XE4 rather. Uh, XT4 or XH2. I want the I want the screen to come all the way around to the front. Oh, you're looking to make a lot of people angry. <laughs> yeah, and I know because I, no, no, no. But I'm like, when you think about that camera, that camera is designed to be like a travel everyday camera. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of times when you're taking a picture of yourself. There's a lot of times when, you know, it's on a tripod and you're taking a picture of your family at the Grand Canyon. And it would be a whole lot easier if you could square everybody, square yourself up in the screen. You now, know? what if it had the XE4 screen where it still does the tilty screen, but it flips all the way to the top? The flip the flip over the top thing? Yeah. that Yeah, that I think that's the one I would like the most. I would like that one. I, I, I didn't need to flip out to the side. You know, I just, I like the the flip up to the top, the XE, it was the XE4 had that? Yep. Okay, for some reason I was thinking that only Sony had that, but okay. Yeah, I like that. I just want to be able to see myself in it when I take a picture of my family at Christmas. Yeah, it was first used in the X70 camera, actually. The one that everybody wishes would have a successor. (laughs) Um, That one was the first one to have it. And and then they gave it to the XC4, which I think is the spiritual successor to the X70, because I don't think they'll ever make a X70 successor. Sadly, sad face. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I'm actually with you on this one. I would I would actually like that. I I, I like what they did with the the tilt screen on the x100v and i think having it go all the way to the top i think that would be a cool addition because i'm with you there's been a lot of times where i tried to do selfies with 
my wife and kids, and I, I just couldn't do it with that camera. Right. So, right. so yeah, that would but, be. From the next question is scale of one to five being being one to one to ten, ten being very likely and one being not likely at all. What would you say this rates as far as whether or not you think they'll do that? I would say that this is a three. I yeah, think it's, it's very it's likely they'll never do it. I'm telling you, they'll never do it. Because you don't think you, so? You look at the X Pro. And you look yeah. at how people are about the X Pro, and they know that the audience for the X One Hundred is the same way. If they came out with a complete flippy screen for the X One Hundred, I mean, it's got to be tough for them because when you think about it, especially when you look at the new resurgence that we've had on the One Hundred V, right? And you look at yeah. the millennials that are coming in, and you look at the TikTokers and all those people who are buying the One Hundred V. You got to know that that's a feature they wish they had. Totally, but see, here's the difference: it's coming from the top and not from the side. I think if it was to the side, like the XT4, then there'd be blood in the water. So, so you think the the, the fanboys would would be like, okay, that nah, we can live with that at the top. Yeah, totally. The, okay. Nobody had a problem with it on the XE uh, on the XT4. The biggest. X, oh, sorry, the four. Yeah. Yeah. the The thing that people hated about that camera is that it had no ibis. But doesn't. In order for it to do that, in order for it to clear the top of the camera, doesn't it have to really change the configuration on the back? Doesn't the screen have to be higher on the back so that when you flip it up, I don't know how the mechanism works. It's it's actually pretty elegant. I wish I had one over here, and I wish we did a video podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's um, It actually hinges out a little bit, and then it, it, the, the mechanics work. Uh, it, it, it's quite nice, actually. Uh, and when it folds back in, it folds back in pretty pretty succinctly. It, it it just blends in with the camera, so there's no like bulge or anything like that. It, it's uh, it's pretty seamless. Well, I think I would put that at the top of the list then, because anything else, because that's a big enough change that if they do that, there are people who will be like, oh well, I'm upgrading just for that. But everything else that they can do, yeah, 40 megapixel sensor, okay. But, you know, for this camera, do you really need 40 megs? No, not really. You know, oh, it's going to, it's weather sealed without having to put a filter on the front. Okay, I'm not upgrading just because of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, Ibis. Okay, Ibis is a good one. But when I'm I wondering if, if this would that was all they changed was the Ibis, would I upgrade? No. You know? Yeah. If they so, did the 40 megapixels, oh, they then will. you think it will? Oh, yeah. You think they're going to push the different uh, digital focal lengths? Uh, oh, I, yeah. But I mean, they've already got that. Yeah. But I think they'll push it harder this time. Oh, you think so? So what? Uh, so what's it got now? So it's 35 millimeter equivalent or what? 50 and 70? Are those the digitals? Yeah. So you think they'll put like 100 in there? Oh, that would be actually pretty doable with the 40 megapixels. I think, I think they might. Okay. I mean, you're talking about cropping away, what, almost two thirds of the image. Yeah. So you're talking about your final image being like, well, 15 meg megapixel, maybe something like that. I mean, as it is with the, with, with the digital crop, isn't it? Uh, it, You know, the, what, what is it? 50 megapixels 
uh, not 50 megapixels. <laughs> 35, 50, and 80. I mean, you're is it, still is it 80? Doing... Okay, 30, uh, 35, 15, 80. Uh, yeah, 35. And when they when they crop when you when it does the digital zoom to 50, it just gives the image. When it does when it goes to 80, they upscale it. Yeah, you know. So yeah, maybe maybe that's what they maybe they you know. And that would be so. Let's say they put that in. They put in Ibis. They put in the new sensor, and they improve the autofocus, and then maybe. For giggles and grins, they throw in a new film sun. That's yeah. a pretty substantial upgrade. I think so. And so here, here's my other thought. What if what if they make a new camera, a new X100 camera? And I've been thinking about this because of what they said about fulfilling current orders that they need to keep they're, they're legally obliged or something to fulfill orders. What if they keep two cameras on the market? What if they keep the X100V in production in addition to the the X100 6, version 6, whatever that is? Okay. I think that's a good possibility. And maybe, just maybe, what they'll do when they launch both of these is make a, an S version. Look kind of like what they did with the XE series, like the XE two S more video, a more video centric 100. Do you think? I mean, why not? They, they could take that old one, the, the X 100 V make it VS or whatever it is. And, give it like like the like a refresh a uh, 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 upgrade in firmware give it all the film sims that it's currently missing unjustly uh i'm not bitter you are <laughs> uh it, it's uh it, they'll just go through that give it a complete refresh and give it some maybe more video centric uh, stuff i i don't see why that can't happen because so what you're saying is they say we've got so many orders for the V and it's so popular and it's so close to perfect that we're just going to let that continue to be the camera that it is. And instead of releasing a successor to that camera, we will make a lateral move and release like a VS that is more video centric in the same way that we have the XH2 and the 2S. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, I'm thinking that the, the, the X100V, uh, the VS, would be the just a minor refresh. That would be the one to fulfill right. everybody's orders. And then you would have the X100 6, let's just say, um, for, for the photographers. And that would have the 40 megapixel sensor and you know all the stuff that we want for photography. I'm still confused. So they come out with two new cameras. One of them is just a slight update to the V. Yes. And then the other one, and then the other one is what? The big, big, big update. Nah. I think you don't think so? No. I think they'll I think they'll either I think they'll update the I think they'll update the V. Um, but they won't mess with what's worked for them. I, I you know, I as as much as as much as we like to talk about the XT line being a, the flagship for them and also the XH line 
in many ways, the X100 line is the flagship line of the Fuji line. I yeah. Think. Uh, that because the people who love Fuji just adore that camera and they I mean I for a while I think it was the pro you know but now I think it's the X100V and I think that if I'm at Fuji that if I'm at the top my standing order is do not mess with the X100V I mean you can update it but do not do anything drastic that's going to to knock people off of it because I think yeah. they, I think they learned a lesson with the X Pro yeah definitely so that's so, my woo idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, although alternatively, so scratching that, the next X100 update, you'll have the regular update. And this is again total pie in the sky woo idea. Um you you'll have your update, but then potentially a black and white version. Right. A monochrome version? Yep. Yeah, I think that it would be cool uh, to have them come out with one of those. But that's one of those things that, you know, man, I would love it if somebody gave me one. But there's no way I'm buying it. Because it's just too much money for something that is for for something that's limited. I mean, yes, you're going to get better low light performance and better dynamic range with a monochrome sensor. But I don't think it's going to be so great that it's going to just blow your socks off and be worth the $1,600 or whatever that they charge for it. And also the fact that now if you've got this camera with you, it's only black and white, my friend. So if you're going anywhere where there's any chance you might want color, you're either not carrying it or you're carrying two cameras, which kind of cuts down on the whole idea of having an X100 to begin with. I mean, I just love the idea and I would love to have one, but I can't imagine ever actually buying one. I am, if you want to give me one, that would be great. <laughs> I'm totally with you. You know, I I love color photography way too much. I oh, love black and white. No, that's my thing. Is I love black and white. A, a vast majority of the images that I shoot with my X100 now, um, I convert to black and white. You know, or I shoot in black and white. I often I often will shoot in black and white, but I've got the raws. So right. But the thing that changed my mind is that Pentax released their black and white camera yeah and that is sold like gangbusters okay all right hey maybe you i know, mean just maybe. maybe i i would love it if they did it but i but my problem is i couldn't buy that camera and also have the x100v agreed i, I couldn't i couldn't have them both you know right. i i could see getting rid of the v and then getting the monochrome version and then having my you know my XH2 and my XC4, but I couldn't see having two X100s. That would just be that would just be too much. I don't know. I don't know why, but it would just be no. It would be too hard. You know, I, I I want my X100 to be what it is, which is the only camera I grab going out the door without having to think about it. I don't want to have yeah. a decision like which camera I'm going to take to the party tonight. <laughs> There's right. that's never a decision for me. It's always going to be the X100 because it's the smallest one, etc. It's the same reason that I, I I wouldn't want the like the E4 or you know or or those is because I don't want to, I don't want anything to compete with the X100. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, again, that's my other crazy prediction. I agree that it's probably not going to happen, um, but. It'd be really interesting if it did. <laughs> it would be. And and I think that Fuji would be wise to lean into the cult of Fuji even more. And you're seeing little bits of that. I am 
I did a video on my channel uh, this week. I'd like to do videos where I just talk about whatever's in photography news for the week, right? And so in that video, I talked about, uh, by the way, that's uh, YouTube uh, slash Blu-ray pairing. <laughs> yep. And um, in that video, I talked about, you know, Fuji's got those patches. Have you seen the film sim patches? No. What, what, tell oh, me my about gosh. It. They're so cool. They've released, they've released these patches, you know, like you would sew on a shirt or a jacket or a hat. Yeah. And they're two inches by two inches square. And they look like the end of a film box. And it's the, for all of the film sims. So if you want to have this patch on your backpack or have this patch on your shirt or your jacket that looks like classic, this is classic chrome or, or you know, Proneg High or whatever you want, you can get these patches, these sewn patches. A and they're really cool. They're nine, not nine ninety five, nine nine bucks, right? Ten bucks. Uh, and I like it because it's it's like, yeah, lean into it, Fuji. Lean into the fact that people who use your camera are fanatical about your camera and they love your camera and start producing more stuff that appeals to us that other camera manufacturers would never put out like patches that look like film boxes, for example, you know, or, or more custom accessories or an X 100 V that's only in monochrome. Holy <laughs> you know? crap. Yeah, I would, I would really, I, I think, I, I think that they would be really, <laughs> I think they would be really smart to lean more into you know, pumping up that that how unique Fuji is and the fan base that they have because they do. I've never, I've never talked to any. I've never seen any other brand of camera where the photographers who use it talk about the brand as much as Fuji people do. Agreed. They, but uh, you know, Canon people, Nikon people, whatever. Yeah, I shoot Canon, whatever, and they move on. Fuji people, oh, I shoot Fuji, and let me talk about it. And they love it. So I'm like, yes, more patches, more shirts. More buttons, more you know, get, get it out there. You know, you should be you should be positioning yourself to be the way that Leica does. Totally, it's yeah. man. How did I not see this before? Yeah, I can't believe you didn't see it either. I am, I am going to buy a lot of stuff today. <laughs> yeah, it's like nine dollars and ninety five cents, and and uh, and uh, and you can put it on whatever you want. I am grabbing a whole bunch of classic chromes. <laughs> Yeah, that is really super cool. cool. I'm gonna have to decorate a hat, I think. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, and, and right now, I think the the X100 is slated to be updated sometime after the new year. Right. Uh, I am curious to see how how long it will take between announcements and orders like i wonder if it's going to flood the market like the x100v did like are, are are the tiktokers and everybody going to be clamoring for this camera too i don't know i, I just want to know how long i have to wait in line <laughs> well you know the thing that gets me is that's always so frustrating is that we talk all this coming up at the next summit but all that's going to happen at the next summit is they're going to say oh this is going to be our next camera but it's still not going to come out for months and months and months yeah you know there's such a long tail on these things and that's what's so I, you know i want it to be like you know when steve jobs would be like this is the new iphone <laughs> you expect it to be on sale like next week <laughs> yeah or something you know i don't even know if that was the case with the iphones i'm not an iphone user but that's what always gets me is how they announce it and then by the time it comes out all the hype has died down yeah you know i so said i want them to come out faster 
So what what do you think will be? Because it's it was supposed to be two cameras announced, right? For January? The next Fuji Summit. Oh, so this upcoming Fuji Summit in September. Yeah, September 12th. Uh, we are looking at the X, uh, the GFX 102, I think is the the unofficial name at the moment. And this is the successor to the very first GFX camera, that big blocky tank that had the built-in battery grip and had that crazy viewfinder that can turn its angle at, at different uh different positions that's going to get an update and right now the the thought behind it at least what fuji rumors is reporting is that it's going to be smaller kind of like what you have on the market now with the the gfx s's uh it's going to have some kind of uh angled uh what's it called uh angled top plate for the lcd screen whatever that means an optional battery grip so it's not going to come with one it's going to be uh you're not going to need a battery grip or anything like that if, if you don't want one and it's going to have a brand new sensor and that's the part that everyone is very excited about because what could this sensor be capable of for for a medium format camera? Now, I really, really want to see the sales on Fuji's medium format cameras. I mean, they're doing pretty well. I've yeah. never met a person who owns one. I've met a bunch. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. But then again, I don't meet a whole lot of people who shoot Fuji either. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. I have the luxury of making a, a job out of talking to, talking to them all. So I, I could find them a little easier, I think. None of them are around my neck of the woods, that's for sure. Right. Uh, but it's uh i i hear it, the, the people who are using it you know they're loving it just as much as the x series cameras um having used the gfx cameras and shooting them during a wedding i could say that i use them pretty selectively uh i i'll have I had the GFX camera and the X-Series cameras, and anytime there was anything slow happening, I was comfortable enough to use the GFX camera, and anything fast happening, I would use the X-Series camera because medium format being the way it is, it, it, it lags a little bit. It's, uh, it's kind of equivalent feeling-wise to how the X pro one was at the very beginning or, or maybe like the early versions of the X pro two, not the X pro two. I'm sorry. The XT one. I'm getting confused now. It, it has, it, it's a, 
it's fast, but not fast enough sometimes. If you catch that feeling. Fast in what respect? Like you're going to get motion blur or you're going to miss or what are we talking about? There's that little bit of a delay when you hit the shutter button and ah. the, the, the shutter finishes its actuation. Well, I will say this. One of the disappointments that I've had since switching to Fuji is that I do at weddings and events have to use a faster shutter speed when people are moving. Yeah than I did with my full frame cameras. And I don't really understand why that I, why that is. I'm sure I'm sure I do. I just forgot why sensor size affects that. But I used to shoot dance floor and use flash and and to um freeze the motion and stuff like that. And I would shoot at a thirtieth of a second. But I found myself with the Fujis always being up around, you know, 120 which is crazy fast for what I used to be able to do by, by using flash to freeze the motion. But I, yeah. I'm not as successful with that with Fuji as I was with my full-time cameras. And I don't know why that is exactly. I, I need to look into that. I'm supposed to know this stuff. I, um, I never went that low. I've always been at 125, the lowest. Well, it's got to be a dark room. If, you know, if you're working with a dark enough room, if there's no up lights, right, and you're in the room and you're working with a dark room, then you can drop that sucker down to a 30th of a second because, you know, the trick is once you get down to a 30th of a second, if you're looking in the, and the room is still pretty dark, to the dance floor is still pretty dark to you, then yeah. the flash is going to freeze them like a strobe light. And, yeah. And, and, and so it's not going to matter. Uh, and it could just be that I'm just not running into the right room for a good drag to shutter uh situation anymore maybe that's what it is maybe it's not fuji but i feel like it hasn't happened since i switched to fuji i haven't had one of those and i feel like when i was shooting medium format it was much more likely that i would have nights where i would be able to really drag the shutter yeah uh, so um and, and i'm and i'm and i'm sure it has something to do with the aps-c versus uh the full frame but uh i am that that's my greatest fear whenever i'm shooting now my greatest fear is always motion blur and I didn't have a lot of that fear before. But when I'm doing when I'm doing my crop, when I'm doing the call now and going through my images, I feel like I find way more images where there's motion blur. Just a, just enough, just a little bit to make the person not look good. Uh, way more of those than I used to get before. That is I hate when that when that happens. Okay. Well the thing I, is I, the thing that sucks about it is that it offsets the benefit of APSC when it comes to aperture. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I could never, I would never, with my full frame, I would never go with dance floor stuff. I would never go below 3.5. I'll go to 2.8 with uh, AP with a Fuji camera because, you know, I'm backing up or zooming out more. And so that, I'm going to get the relative depth of field of 3.5. So that's great. I get that extra stop of light in the camera. But then I got to go up a stop on my shutter speed because of the dang motion blur. So it ends up being a wash, <laughs> you know? And I'm yeah. like, no, I, I want that extra stop of light. Give me the light. You know, I, I I don't have a comparison to that. When I switched, when I was with Canon, I had the 24 to 70 lens and the 70 to 200 lens. Sure. Like, like a lot of photographers do and did um, and so forth. But when I switched to Fuji, I went to all primes. And from Canon to Fuji, I 
went to off-camera flashes. And while on Canon, I, I had the flash on top of the camera. So, like, my experience from one set of gear to the next is completely different. You bet it is. So you you don't ever have a flash mounted on a Fuji camera when you're working a wedding? Nope. You are smoking something. Well, how I, do you work the room? Like you, you got to go into a corner somewhere. You know when you got when you got to go do the cake shots. You got to pick up your light stand, your, your lights, and bring them over there. The cake shots usually near the dance floor. Yeah, but you but but I mean, still you're gonna have you want them lit well. How yeah. do you set up your How do you set up your lights on the dance floor? Uh, I have, depending on the size of the room, I'll, I'll have anywhere between two stands or at most three stands. And they have, uh, young, Nuo speed lights. No, no, young, Nuo. what am I, I re- think I really am smoking something, uh, Godox, uh, right. speed lights. And I have them kind of like in a triangle for uh formation right okay and if i need to go somewhere else into the room that doesn't have a good reach i'll usually take one light with me so it's just grabbing one stand and putting it into position okay but then you got to rejigger your other two you got to turn them off so that just the one's working or no they're all a manual uh i have them at set at uh uh 32 uh one over 32 uh okay so well so you so they're all on manual so you're not changing your aperture or shutter speed while you're working i'm usually changing my iso depending on how close i am to the light okay so my you're you're a brave man my friend (laughs) i'm just saying i was doing that back in the day but when ttl came along new Nope, nope. Yeah, well, so I'm bounce flashing if I can. I'm just going to bounce off the camera, and it looks as good. You know, it looks great. And then if I can't do that, I'm going to throw up two lights on stands. But even then, I'm going to TTL it because I want to have the versatility of being able to quickly change my aperture on the fly and know that the flashes will switch with me. Then we need to have a conversation because I've never been able to get TTL to work properly for me. Oh, yeah. It works for me every time. So anyway, <laughs> back to the, <laughs> the but, but, but to be fair, I don't use off-camera flashes unless I have to. If I can get away with on-camera, I'm going to. If I can bounce flash it over my shoulder and do it that way, that's the most versatile. You can just you can go anywhere you want, shoot whatever you want, everything looks great. Yeah. But you got to have the right room for it. Last, the wedding I had this weekend, the ceilings were all um uh honeycombed. And had giant chandeliers in the middle of them. And the light would just go up in there and just get lost. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was horrible. I've had crazy rooms like that. And at that point, I just pray. And, yeah. and pray it's an open <laughs> bar. <laughs> Welcome to lifting the shadows in post. Yeah. I kid you about the bar. I I, I can't drink. Um, so the GFX 100. Uh, brand new sensor. What do you think will be the the biggest feature to this new sensor will be and it's a brand new sensor so it's not going to be well it's a, yeah never been used before it's a brand new sensor developed by sony uh is what the was rumor the, what was the megapixel on the old one 100 so this will be a 100 mega so the old one was a 100 megapixel sensor yep 
Okay, please, let's hope they don't go bigger than that. Because well, GFX one hundred, it's probably going to be at one hundred. <laughs> right. Okay. So you know, it'll just be more dynamic range and more. You know, they'll just make everything a little bit better. But we're talking about the sensor, so it's not like you know, oh, the the focusing system is better or whatever. That's not that's not the sensor. That's all outside the sensor. What can you do to a sensor besides just make it have a better dynamic range? I'm hoping it will be faster. If you could make the oh faster read. Yeah, like if if you can make that if uh, make that uh, shutter go, I mean, just even a little bit faster. It put it on par with the XT three. I think that would go a long way. I think you would see a lot of people then switching to the the GFX system. New. Nope. They won't. You don't it think costs, so? It costs too much money. It's too big. And the lenses aren't fast enough. That's the problem with the, that's the problem I have with the GF GF X100 system is it's great medium format. That's fantastic. But what's the widest lens you can get on that camera? Like 3.5? I yeah, uh, you can't even get a 2.8 lens for it. Fuji doesn't make one. F-stop. I mean, they're uh, so one of the new lenses they're announcing is a fifty-five millimeter one point seven for the GFX system. Uh huh. Okay, you got me there. That's a forty-four mega, forty-four millimeters equivalent to full frame, and then you have the eighty millimeter one point seven, which is about what sixty millimeter equivalent thereabouts. Okay, and I you love me, that. Right, there's a two point eight. The, the GF forty five is two point eight, and the yeah, one ten so, is and the one ten is two, and the eighty is one point seven. Why did I think that they didn't make this two point eight? Maybe I'm looking at the zoom lenses. Ah, it's the zoom lenses. It's zoom lenses. Yeah, yeah, it's the zoom lenses. F four, F four, four four point five to five point six, four and five point six. Right, it's the zoom lenses. So yeah, you got it first. So that's extremely limiting. Now you've got to be a prime shooter. Notice how I'm just pivoting to make it sound like this is what I intended all along. Uh, <laughs> so, so, I, but it's true. Like if I was going to shoot the, if I was going to shoot the GF system, I'm going to shoot primes just to get that extra light in the camera and to get that really amazing shallow depth of field if I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And that takes a lot of people out of the mix, people who don't want to shoot just primes. I think, I think it's just a very specific camera, you know, and I, no, I that makes sense. You're, I, you're right. I, I just can't imagine people. I can't imagine a whole lot of people who are shooting with the APS-C now making the jump to the GF. I, th- I feel like the GF is more you you come in on that system or you retire and you go to that system for fun <laughs> or, or, or you just or you just have the money and you want to have it for, for the heck of it. You know what I mean? But if you're already entranced into the APS-C system and, and the X-mount lenses, uh, then... I uh, I can't see that the new sensor. I don't know. I see your point. If if what if, if, if I'm having never used one, it's hard for me to say. But if it but if it is delayed the way you're talking about when you're using, if, if it just doesn't have a good feel to it, then if they can introduce it a new one and it just has a good feel to it, then yeah, it could seriously boost their sales. So I think the the potential is somewhere in the middle. So I have 
my my brother's wedding, he had a Nikon photographer who did an amazing job uh, photographing his wedding, and she used all primes for for her day. She, uh, I don't know what two primes she was using. I think one of them was probably an eighty millimeter equivalent, judging by the photos that she took, and then one of them was probably. Uh, probably 35 millimeters. Um, but again, I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't hassling her. I had a, I, I had an open bar to, to keep me company. Um, it was, uh, it was an amazing job that she did though. Uh, the, the photos came out lovely, vibrant, and, uh, the depth of field was spectacular. Uh, Eve, uh, the the low light performance was crazy because she was shooting with no speed lights whatsoever, uh, and the room was pretty dark. So she was doing some pretty impressive post production to yeah. to to bring out the 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 color and the the light. Um, so somebody like her would be it should be potentially interested in the new lenses and the the GFX system. Is yeah. my my theory. <laughs> but how many of those people do you know? Oh, not a lot. Uh yeah. this was uh few and far between. But then again, I mean People buying the GFX system, it's a small world. Right. <laughs> uh, compared to the larger scale. Like, it, it astounds me to, to when, I, when I think about the sales of cameras and the actual numbers of units sold, the, the, there's a big difference. I, I would imagine that, like, millions of cameras are sold, and that's far from the truth. Like that, well, that was Fuji that? just had Fuji does have one line that sells millions of models. Oh, yeah, that's the 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 Instax. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they've sold they've sold more Instax cameras than all the other manufacturers combined. Uh, keep it coming because that's paying, yeah, that's paying the bills. Paying they've the sold, bills, they sold over 10 million of them. And you know what? Out of everything that they've done, that's probably been the best reactions i get at weddings is uh when i when i gave them the sample photos from the day the mm -hmm. the little G, uh instax prints and yeah i got i got a little instax printer too for the same reason you know and at the end of the night or whatever you flip through your, your real quick you find one that looks kind of nice since that instax printer and walk over hand it to them and they go is this a polaroid and you go yeah a little something for your refrigerator till the images are ready and they they love it they go nuts for it cost you a dollar I tell them that they're able to reminisce immediately. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's a good one too. I like that. Um, I stole that from a comedian. I don't know who, <laughs> which one, but uh, man, I mean, that's another thing I'd like to talk about after we're finished talking about the GFX. Um, I am seriously considering getting a GFX camera next year, just for these next two lenses that they're announcing and that is a tilt shift 30 millimeter and 
110 millimeter. I love the the things that tilt shift can do. I love taking panoramic landscape photos and I think I would go for the the 110 uh tilt shift lens just because I can get in tight and then scan the horizon and yeah it, it just seems pretty cool to me the <laughs> the, the, the tilt shifts yeah tilt tilt shift people the tilt shift people uh, that's a cult yeah yeah it's like people there's like people who love tilt shift and then there's people who don't know what it is <laughs> and there's like nothing in between <laughs> totally um i'm not even in it for the architecture i i just uh i love being able to do some really interesting panoramics and uh yeah uh, I, i've actually interviewed a couple photographers that have the gfx system and just use like i think the canon version of the tilt shift lens just to to uh have that effect and like they're they've been waiting for the, these lenses for a long time <laughs> have you ever seen um the actor jeff bridges has a camera film camera he takes pictures on his film sets and he, he's published a couple of books and he has this film camera where the lens actually moves oh really yeah it's like an old film camera and uh, the the lens points to the left. Uh, think of a think of the gun on a tank. The lens points to the left and then sweeps. You, when you pull the trigger, the lens sweeps 180 degrees from left to right on the front of the camera. It's a oh yeah yeah. I don't know who I don't know what camera is who makes it. it's an older it's an you know it's an old film camera, but it takes these amazing panoramic images in one shot. And this is one of those so. I think they used these for class trips to like Washington DC because my sister has one of the well I had it's been ages but I remember she was showing me the the class trip photo the the gigantic panoramic and her teacher was on one side of the uh, uh, on the uh like group shot and he was also on the other side of the shot so yeah. when the lens was finished scanning him he ran around the camera and got into position <laughs> on the other side that's great and uh yeah so this sounds like that camera yeah so that's it, pretty cool it, it, and I, i'm guessing it has to use i don't know if it has to use a special because it doesn't put it on 35 millimeter oh Films. it's gotta be a special what, i don't know what it puts yeah. it on 110 or something i don't know Probably or something equivalent. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I I was not really interested in the GFX system. Uh, that I I do love the eighty millimeter one seven. Uh, uh, that was the lens that I got to play with and, and relied heavily on. And the two weddings that I photographed with it, um, I got to use that lens on the GFX 100S 
and then the 50s and like it's it's unreal to to those those photos it's it's like shooting with your 35 millimeter uh x series lens and getting this 56 millimeter bokeh effect out of it right it, it is just awesome it, 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 it it's quite lovely um and so seeing the 55 17 i don't know it's it's tempting and then the tilt shift is like gravy for other personal projects i was going to get one from fuji and shoot with it for a couple of weeks and make a video about it and then fuji stopped loaning out gear oh that's a bummer yeah i didn't know because uh, I hadn't I hadn't got anything from them in a while, and I uh, I contacted them up, and they're like, "Oh, we stopped that program because there were some some the, the words that were used where there were some bad actors who ruined it for everybody." Mm. And I'm it's like, always a few, yeah, it's always somebody, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I I think once I think I I think I borrowed an XT4 from them. No, I borrowed an XT3 when I was thinking about switching, and um and didn't. And that's not the only time I ever borrowed any gear from them at all. And um, then they shut down the program. It was like a secret program, <laughs> you know. It was like, yeah, it was like you had to know you had to know where the website was to go and 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 everything. And you 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 could only get that information from somebody at Fuji who had the authority to give it out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I uh, I had somebody I knew somebody at Fuji who had the authority and 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 gave it to me, and I never really used it. But it was always nice that it was in my back pocket and I knew that I could. And then about a week or so ago, I was like, I might have been right after I talked to you the last time we were on the podcast. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a medium format and 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 work with it. This would be fun. I'm gonna go get a medium format. And they're like, Oh, sorry, we don't do that anymore. Like, oh man. Man, <laughs> did I you tell really him? would like to now 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 I really want to try it, you know? Did you tell me you had a YouTube channel? <laughs> they know, I mean, they know who I am. I'm you know, they 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 like me, but not too much. <laughs> oh, gotcha! This is, this is this is this is my this is my this is the way everybody is with me. I said, I said every, every, everyone likes me, but they're also a little wary of me because <laughs> because I I I'm not afraid to say something out loud that maybe I shouldn't have said out loud, uh, and so it's always like we we like we you know you want to keep me in the hen house, but not too close in the hen house, right? <laughs> you know, like I'll never be a Fuji X shooter or anything like that. Yeah, I think I'm in that same boat. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm right outside the fence and that, nothing more. <laughs> I've come to embrace it. I've embraced it more and more and more. And now I don't even want to be inside the fence anymore with anybody. I'm like, nope, I'm just going to be, because if you're fully independent, you, then you can just do whatever you want to do. You can say whatever you want to say and you don't have to worry about it. I mean, I know this is the Fuji Love podcast, so I certainly wouldn't say anything bad about Fuji. And I love Fuji. Uh, you know, and, uh, but, uh, it's, it's nice to not have, I have people send me just today. I have people all the time sending me emails, you know, we'll send you this for free if you'll do a video about it. And I'm like, no, thank you. It, it's gotta be something I really want, like something I would use Yep. because, because I, otherwise you, when you just start making videos about stuff, just to get the free gadget, if it's not a gadget that you even want. <laughs> <laughs> then it like then what's the point we'll see through it yeah like, and that's my thing and, and i've done it a couple of times but um 
but now I'm like, no, like if send me something I will use. Like if you would like to send me that new, um, uh, that new Viltrox 27 millimeter F 1.2 pro, <laughs> I'd be more than happy to do a review <laughs> for that one. But, yeah, uh, agreed. But yeah, like, but if you want to, but if you want to send me a, I don't know, a, a powered lens brush <laughs> or something like that, I'm like, I think I, I'll pass. I'm just, no, I'm not do that. Yeah. Uh, give it to Tony Northrup. Maybe he'll do it. <laughs> so I, I totally hear you, but I, I am really eager to see what, what's going to come out for, for, for this camera. I think the GFX. 100 update is going to be more video friendly um i think that's definitely in the cards uh probably fix that rolling shutter issue a little bit better uh i think they might give it the upgraded like focusing system kind of like the uh xh2 versions that that uh algorithm that's very uh well what is it like the the airplane mode and the the people mode and the animal mode it's it'll it'll have all of that in there what do you think is gonna be the other camera you think they're gonna announce another camera i i i I didn't think i i heard it was two I didn't hear the second one. Well, that that's, no one knows what it's going to be. Oh, do you think it's going to be the X Pro? That's exactly what I was going to say. It, it seems to me that that's the logical, the logical camera that they would announce if if they're going to. That would be the X Pro. But you know, what if it's the XE five? It's not going to be the XE five. Not this soon. Yeah. What if it's you know? Who knows? But I I would hope it would be the X Pro. Because that will get enough attention. That would get a lot of attention. But, you know, they're at the point now where their biggest cameras, the X-H and the X-T, those are new. So that's like one and two in terms of the most people probably paying attention to it. After that, the X-100. After that, the X-Pro. After that, the GF. That's my that's my take on it. So X-Pro, GF, sure. Better if it's X100 GF. That's I think that's a better announcement for him. Oh my you know? god! You think that the the rumor about it happening in January is a red herring? Well, is it, did they say the announcement would come in January? That's the rumor. Nobody, okay, nothing well, that's unofficial. The case, nothing that's official. The case that, and and there's no rumor about when the X Pro announcement would come. The, that's not even on the table as far as like rumors go then wouldn't there be a rumor about this so now that then there, so there's no rumor about anything else nope okay i mean it could be that they're just not leaking it well they've they, they've registered two cameras that have not been released yeah so and maybe it's just maybe they're just gonna announce the one but what if it was two Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, having that Apple one more thing moment. Yeah. That would be amazing. Oh, man. That, that, an uh, X Pro update would be 
would be great, especially if they knock it out of the park with the features. Because, well, one for one thing, I don't think it's a high bar to clear, considering the what happened to the X Pro Three. Uh, right. All they need to do is just not do a few things, and they'll be all right. Uh, but yeah, that's oh, I would love that. I I would love to use the X Pro instead of the XT. I would make the switch. Really? Yeah. Easily. Why? I would do it right now. I, I I would go for the X Pro Three if it wasn't so expensive. Hmm. I I love the 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 screen that it has. Uh, the the thing that bugs me is that freaking titanium body that's making that price go to like right almost two thousand. It's like, come on, guys! It doesn't have to be that expensive. We 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 could let it scratch up a little bit you know that that's part of the charm we don't need it to be completely bulletproof <laughs> but yeah i i i always loved the 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 look and feel in fact uh the this past way i think i have already sh- uh shared the the photos with you uh on saturday or sunday but uh the venue that i was at this past weekend marks the 10 year anniversary of me trying the X series cameras for the first time. Yeah. And yeah. You sent me, you sent, you sent me the 10 year difference uh, photos. It was great. Yeah, it was. Oh man. It was, it, it was funny. Like, like I dug up that photo I took of myself 10 years ago and man, times have changed. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I've uh, I've never been blunder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it, it, it's funny, but yeah, I remember the the X Pro One and using it up in New Hampshire. Now, now it's not exactly to the day. Uh, the when when I used the X Pro One uh, ten years ago, it was in June during the Lupin season. And the the flowers were in bloom, and people had like these crazy decorations out in their front lawn. Uh, they were they had like all these fun scarecrows that were dressed in different ways to celebrate the Lupin season. And like this one person had this really colorful looking scarecrow among the flowers in the background, and like using the X Pro. And the 35 millimeter lens on it, just that color pop was just mind blowing. It was, you know, like like seeing color for the first time compared to the Canon. It was just amazing. And using it during the wedding with with, with the lupins in the background and, and the, the White Mountains, the I think Mount Lafayette was the 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 mountains mountain range in the background. Just the dynamic range was incredible. the The colors were just awesome. The only thing that it lacked was the autofocus at that time, because any kind of movement to and away from me just 
couldn't work. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't nail a shot. I had to rely on the uh, cannon. But that Bougie's, was back then. Bougie's got to hate that. You know, that because of all the things to be lagging behind the other manufacturers, autofocus is a pretty bad one. You know, they kind of hate it. You know, you know, I, you know, it's just got to be like, can we not please get our autofocus as good as Sony or at least as good as Canon? You know, come <laughs> on. Can we not just please pull that off? Because that's like the only thing people say that they don't like about our camera. And they love everything else and they adore everything else except that one thing. And it's a pretty important thing. Can we please, guys, get in the cave and work on this until we have it on focus? <laughs> How hard can it be? The technology has got to be available to everybody somehow. It's come uh, a long way. <laughs> oh, yeah, it has come a long way. But it's just like, can, can, you know, can't why can't they catch them? <sighs> I think, I mean, at this point, is it? Is it really? I mean, I, I, I'm probably going to get hate mail for this, but is it really so bad? Like, yes, it's not as good, but no, I don't think it's no, I don't think it's so bad. It's not. It's not so bad. It's just that, like Sony and Canon, have gotten theirs farther ahead. It's the number one thing I hear people say when they comment on on videos and stuff on my channel about switching and so forth that's the number one thing they'll say is that is that like if someone switched to fuji and then switched back it's always because of the autofocus yeah i mean do i miss a few shots here and there not really uh like out of a burst that i do maybe one or two are not good but the other five are just fine and usable it's not like i like missed a moment or anything like that it's uh and, and i gotta say that knocking on wood because i don't want to jinx myself for upcoming weddings um i'm not superstitious <laughs> <laughs> it's i i don't know like i mean it, it's a funny funny time we're living in now with, with the different cameras all being great we're arguing over fine details that are potentially negligible, although people will argue that it's the most important thing in the world and they can't let it go. But Oh, it's fun to talk about it, and it's the way we do, but you can't buy a bad camera. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that full-frame cameras are kind of like the iPhone. Follow me here. <laughs> when the iPhone came out, it changed the way we look at devices. And now everyone is glued to it. We 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 can't take our eyes off of it. Full-frame cameras, I think, when they first came out into the market, was a cool thing. Like a 35 millimeter equivalent. This is awesome. Now we get to talk about our lenses without making any kind of adjustments do any kind of math <laughs> awesome yeah yeah but now we can't shake that need for full frame like just knowing that we're on full frame and i see this mostly on podcasters oh not podcasters uh youtubers uh certain youtubers anybody who does any kind of landscape YouTube channel. I'm not going to name names because there's 
quite a lot of them out there. I'm sure you could pick them out, but like I see people talking about, oh, you know, it's not the gear, it's the photographer, blah, blah, blah. But they're always going to full frame cameras. Mm -hmm. And and they, because they want the best detail, they want the best, uh, best variety. And so they'll go to medium format using whatever they, they want, but they always go back to full frame for whatever reason. They'll have many reasons, but, uh, I, I don't know. I just think everybody sees full frame as the, be all end all when APSC is awesome. Uh, medium format is not just awesome, but affordable now. Uh, that that being a relative term. Uh, <laughs> when you compare the GFX system next to the Canon system, they're pretty on par with one another. <laughs> but like full frame, I don't know. It, it's become that word that is just can't be shaken like you it's it's a great word and i i don't know if i have a point with this but eventually it will eventually i i think it's being shaken a little bit now but it'll happen i mean there was a time when if you were talking about cars you know v8 yeah And, and now nobody's like is it a v8 no six cylinder Six cylinder is a v, is a V eight, you know, and four four cylinder is great. <laughs> Where there was a time when if you had a four cylinder, you could outrun it on foot. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great analogy. Yeah, uh, man, I hope it happens soon because I'm quite tired of it. I mean, when you really think about it, every camera is a full frame camera. It uses all of its frame. <laughs> I always wanted to 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 like maybe do a podcast or do a video and just call the Fuji system full frame and just make a cannon shooter angry at me. Oh, you would, you would, absolutely. Oh, you have a camera. Yours is a thirty-five millimeter camera. Mine is a full frame camera. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably get hung. <laughs> um, yeah, so GFX, man, that that is looking promising, and God, now now, now you have me thinking about that second potential camera. Well, I, you know, I think we've deduced. I, I think I'm wrong about that now. I think that they've registered the second camera, but I don't think they'll announce it. Because they, there's only so many cameras they can really announce in the coming year or so, having just come out with the X-T5 and X-T2. Yeah. So they're going to stretch it. So I think it's going to be, I think we're just going to see the GF. And then sometime in January or whatever, that's when they'll drop the X-100. It's fun to think about it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Get my hopes up. Uh, right on. So are you going to be uh, checking out the 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 get up for five in the morning to uh watch the no. keynote <laughs> no <laughs> no now when they announce the x100 successor maybe you know but not for the gf no right on 
So the the twelfth is going to be a busy day. We're going to wake up and see the new camera announced. Uh, we're going to be able to see all the cool new Fujifilm little documentary videos that they do promoting the camera and see uh, exactly who had early access. <laughs> we get to uh, hassle them for being uh, so secretive about it. Wouldn't it be uh, great? Wouldn't it be great if I was one of them? Oh my God. <laughs> that would be wouldn't it be great if, if they did it and they showed my video and you were like, what? <laughs> what? He was on the podcast twice. <laughs> Dude. Oh if, man, that would be awesome. If that's the happen. case, don't worry. But <laughs> if that yeah, that's what you would want me to believe <laughs> prior to the whole thing. If that was the case, I'd fly to Florida and buy you a beer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that'd be that'd be a, that'd be a great coup. That would be freaking amazing, hilarious, and uh, and then I'd never be able to tr- believe a word you say again. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! No, it's, but man, it, it, it's fun to speculate, and, and I can't wait to see. Um, are you an iPhone user by any chance? No, I'm Android. My Android. whole family's Apple except for me. Gotcha. I'm uh. Curious to see what Apple comes out with that day, too. It's just a day full of keynotes. Yeah. Work, work, work. <laughs> um, right on. And how's the rest of your uh, season looking? For, About for... normal, I would say. Um, yeah. uh, not as many weddings as I used to do. You know, I've kind of scaled back to weddings a little bit, uh, which happens as you get older. Yeah, uh, you know, I had one last weekend. I've got another one in two weeks. I've got, I think, another one two weeks after that. But uh, the days of having a wedding every weekend uh, are gone for me. I'm not doing them as much as I used to. I hear you. Uh, but uh, it's good. Doing a lot of headshots, a lot of on-location headshot work, stuff like that. Very cool. And, I mean, your channel is just doing awesome. I, I, I love watching your videos. Thank and you. uh, everybody who has a youtube account or or likes youtube or even remotely cares about what's going on on the video side check out Bure's youtube channel just do a search for Bure, and you will find it and like and subscribe it's awesome stuff thank you uh where else can they find you on the web uh well uh, just go to google and type in Bure perry b-o-o-r-a-y and it will be nothing but me on the on that page. <laughs> I'm the only one. So bureperry.com, uh Pro Photo Talk with Bure Perry on Facebook, uh Instagram Bure Perry, YouTube Bure Perry. <laughs> I've been very I've been very consistent in that uh my brand is my name. Uh so I don't uh you know I don't I don't call like you know my company is Bure Perry Photography uh because I knew that my name was so unique that it would be easy to find me if I just named everything after myself. So uh, that's, brilliant, that's what I do yeah. <laughs> and then also on the YouTube channel, um, you know, if you go to my website, bureperry.com, and then you hit the education tab uh, on there, you'll also see the eBooks and guides that I have published. I've got uh, a couple of eBooks that are free, and then I've got one on natural light photography on how to find light and recognize light and find good natural light no matter where you are, and then how to set your camera up so you can work quickly when you do that. I've got a one-hour video on uh, working with off-camera light on location. 
because I did 500 beach weddings and working with off-camera light when the sun is going down or, or it's a really hot day at the beach or bright day at the beach can be overwhelming. So I uh, I made a whole video about that as well and all my gear is there. So all you have to do is just look for Blu-ray Perry. You'll have no problem finding me. Awesome. Great having you on. And dude, when, when uh, the announcement is officially made, maybe uh, come back on and we'll do a post-mortem and uh, <laughs> talk about how accurate we were, how excited we are. And, and man, if that's, if there's a second camera, uh, that'll be super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really would. Very cool. All right, man. Great having you on. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope to see you back next week. I wanted to also mention one more time that this is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And my name is Mark Sadowski. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. Mostly Instagram, though. I'm at Mark Sadowski. That's Mark with a C. And you can also check out my other podcast, Xmark. It's a Fujifilm-esque kind of show, where it's more spice of life and pretty infrequent but if you want more of my voice that's the place to check it out thank you for listening and we'll see you soon